You're listening to The Rosie Rose Show, where Rosie shares bite-sized episodes with tips to help you get your podcast started and published. Don't forget to grab a free copy of her ebook on the five steps to get your podcast started. Now, here's your host, Rosie Rose. Hello and welcome to episode number 17. This is Rosie Rose from podcast with Rosie. And it's so great that you're here. And I can't wait to share with you this next episode about starting this whole radio journey, then transitioning into being a podcast producer and editor. So with that, I cannot wait to share more with you. So let's get started. Now, if you're still getting started on getting your own podcast started, don't forget to grab my free resource ebook at startapodcastfromscratch.com forward slash start my podcast to download your free ebook and checklist to get your podcast started. Let's get into the episode. So it all started about five years ago when my partner and I moved to this glorious, underrated, it's so underrated city in Australia called Adelaide. And at first it was a bit of a change from where we had come from. However, Now we call it home and like we just love it so much we wouldn't be anywhere else. So I was in my day job and jumping around from different office jobs and I was jumping in and out of jobs and coming to the idea that I had so much more to share, so much more potential to give. However, I just didn't have, I didn't have the roadmap or pathway and I just couldn't see beyond going to work every single day, but I knew that I had something more to give. So an ad popped up just from a local radio station that we were listening to here in Adelaide and they were running a radio course. This course was a three-month intensive course on how to be a radio announcer and really, you know, understand the ins and outs of how to be on radio. It was just such a good course and I felt like I was definitely out of my comfort zone and I was definitely in a completely different industry and realm to what I was used to and I loved it. I just loved every second of the course and it was something that I really wanted to pursue. However, I just had this thinking in my head that, well, I've done the course, I'll go back to my day job, whatever. Not even thinking that I should have applied for a show and I thought the shows were all busy and everyone's got a gig and there's no room for me and obviously the the site of imposter syndrome was heading my way. So that was pretty much in a nutshell what happened. So I took the course and finished it after the three months, made some really great friends. I've still got a really good friend from that course that we we talk about different radio things. So I finished the course on the Friday afternoon and you do an assessment. So you have to use the buttons and you have to create your own show and you're assessed on it. I can just remember my fingertip and it wasn't even a live show. It wasn't going anywhere. It was just a show that you were to produce using the skills that they taught you in the months and produce your own show. That was that was just such a steep learning curve, but at the same time, I really loved it. I really enjoyed it. Getting to know like how to use the mic, how to work the buttons, and we all, like all in the class, about seven of us, we all had trouble with the, the buttons and when to push them and whether we'd be heard over a song or make some silly move, but Eventually it turned out to be a really fun assessment and so the Friday came, the assessment happened and then the following Monday I get an email and then a phone call to follow the email up from one of the head producers of the radio station. She'd been there for a long time and 
she said, hey, Rosie, do you want to take over this show that I work on every Friday afternoon? And it's a two-hour show. All you have to do is just take my scripts, fill in the blanks with whatever, like the songs that you choose, the interviews, and any stories that you wanted to produce for the show. And it's going to be within these parameters. Okay. And being me, just bright-eyed and coming off the back of the course and I was just in awe of how it all worked and I was like yeah 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 I just immediately said yes I didn't even think that a two-hour show takes a lot of time to produce I didn't think that there would be so many intricate parts of a show because with our assessment we had to present a 10-minute show with a minimum of two songs and an interview so that we could practice taking songs off a CD and putting it into the system, keeping to the 10-minute timeline time frame, practicing an interview. So that was so much fun now that I talk about it out loud. And then what happened was I said yes to this uh, two-hour gig and I went home over the weekend a little bit excited, a little bit daunted, a little bit like of feeling cold feet. I told my partner and he's like, go for it, let's do it. So he's really supportive and he's like, okay, have a go, get into the show and find your feet and how it's going to work. So it was a Monday and I was working part-time in this admin role, just going in and doing, you know, the nine to five, I was like eight to four and just doing all of that stuff. I started to put together the show during the week. Come Friday, I thought, okay, so... I'm really nervous. I'm going to do my first live show. This is how it went down. <laughs> I took a day off from work. <laughs> I went to the studio really early. First ever show, walk into the studio. And back then we were given our own mic socks. So mic socks are what go on top of the microphone so that you don't spread germs and things like that. But it also helps with just keeping your distance from the mic as well and things like that. So I get into the studio two hours early and here I am with my script not completely knowing if it's 100% or if it's it's got everything that it needs to have for a two-hour show but I just felt like when you think you've got everything you just feel like something's not there or missing but I had everything ready to go and my two-hour show had a couple of interviews some songs and I was just going to radio announce a live show in between so the whole show went from 1 p.m to 3 p.m and it's a show about different artists, authors, people in art, curating art or anything like that, or actual artists, musicians, comedians, any anyone in that genre. And you can choose who you interview, who has something coming out, say a book or they're promoting some kind of show or exhibition at the time. So come 12.55, the next show host transitions in. So while that song's playing and the hour finishes, then the next person can start with their show. So that's how it usually works. And in radio, it's a definite thing where you can't have any dead air. That's why it's called radio silence. It's quite awkward and it's not anything that should be in a radio show. It should always have some kind of sound, whether it's someone talking, an interview, a sound or music that's filling that air up. So you're not allowed to have any kind of dead silence happening on your show. So 12.55, I walk into the studio, plug my headphones in, put my mic sock on, get familiar with the buttons. Sitting in, I can actually tell you now, recalling the story of my fingers tingling with just that sweat and my stomach filled with butterflies, just feeling like that 
turning of the butterflies in my stomach, my heart beating faster than I can ever imagine. And here I am doing a solo show on my own on the back of coming off a radio course. Excited, no doubt, but really nervous. The song ends at 12.59, ready for my one o'clock show. I'm ready to push the button. So mic on, which is a light that shows you that the mic that you're using is on. So I'm mic one, mic on, and I just get started. And so I'm starting to talk and the show's taking off. So hi, my name is Rosie and I'm your new host for this show. Thank you so much for listening. And I start to talk about what I'm going to talk about in the radio show. And this goes on and then I explain, you know, there'll be a couple of interviews and here's the next song. So the song starts to play. I've taken my mic off and I've taken this big breath, a sigh of relief. I'm like, oh, this is not so bad. And I've just gone, okay, all good. So headphones are off and I'm just sitting there starting to get my groove. And it's about 21 minutes of this two hour show that I've been assigned. And yep, I'm in it. I'm thick in it. All of a sudden there is a knock at the door. She knocks on the door and here I am sitting in there waiting for the song to end. And I'm like, okay, I wonder who this lady is. And she was absolutely lovely. She's like, oh, hey, welcome to the radio station. I'm one of the board members here and I love listening to all the shows that play on this station. She's quite active in the station. And so she came in and I'm like, okay, I've probably done something wrong or she wants to tweak something or I'm not sounding, my volume's not high enough. She's come in and she's told me, Rosie, you have not been on air the last 21 minutes of the show. And like I said earlier, you're not allowed to have any dead silence. So she's rushed in and she's told me, your mic wasn't even on. And I was beside myself. I was just so distraught with myself. And here I was in the show just in a nervous state, trying to speak into a mic, trying to introduce myself and get everything up and running. And then bang, I said nothing to no one and no one heard it. The upside of it all is that I could do it again and start the show all over again at 1.20. So I remember this as clear as day. And this was about four years ago. I went in and did it all over again. So I had to just put my headphones back on, push the right mic and start the show again. While that helped with my nerves to come down, I was just so beside myself. And this is a story that I'll carry with me forever that the show didn't start on time and it didn't have my voice through the airwaves and it was radio silence for 21 minutes. Yes. (laughs) So we all make mistakes. And that was my very first show, my very first live show. But after that, it was kind of smooth sailing. I felt like that moment just before I'd played that song in air quotes was like a practice run and you could hear it in my voice that I wasn't as nervous when I started this show 20 minutes later. That's the upside of it all (laughs) and it was definitely a show that I won't forget and I produced that show for nearly two years and interviewing so many guests from artists to musicians who were on The Voice or comedians that were coming to town for the Fringe And I'll tell you something, I really love, like, this is my area, like, comedians are my jam. I love watching them when they come to town. And I have just this special spot for comedians who just can make laughter in your belly. When you ever see a comedian that makes you laugh that hard, there's nothing like it. So I was able to have access to comedians that I would never cross paths with or I would never imagine speaking to one-on-one with. So they were 
fabulous interviews that I had a go at and really got my interview skills, my preparation skills, my editing skills all up to scratch and practice, practice, practice. To this day, I miss it with the people and the mic and sitting in a studio and having that atmosphere. I really miss that. But that was my very first show. And from then on, I really was able to find my style for that show that I was running each week. So it was a pressure intense show. I'm not going to lie, but I really loved every week doing it. So this brings me to my my transition into becoming a podcast producer, host and editor. So fast forward a couple of years and COVID happened and I'd set up my own studio at home with a mic, the program that we were using at the studio and a couple of other things just to have that mini studio at home. But it wasn't the same. There were a lot of glitches and there were a lot of delays and just it just wasn't, it just didn't feel right. Like I didn't have the right feel or atmosphere anymore. So I ended up transitioning out of that and just leaving the show to my friend who now runs it fortnightly. It was a bittersweet moment where I'd, I'd left that and then returned to my admin job. Soon after that, I felt that wave of, you know what, I still have a lot to offer and I still really want to share whatever my potential will be in the world. I've had a go outside my comfort zone producing a radio show and I've got all of this equipment at home. Why wouldn't I want to start a podcast? Because this is on the increase and COVID's happening and I'm sure a lot of people are starting their own podcast. So I thought, why not start my own? But it took me nearly a year and a half to think of what I could share on my own podcast. And when you do have your own show, you don't have the parameters of a radio show and you don't have the pressures of keeping to a time frame or having to include a quoted amount of ads, music, interviews to make the show complete. When you have your own podcast, it's almost free reign as long as you keep to the topic that you're sharing about. So I ended up in the midst of COVID sharing positive stories that were happening in the world. I must tell you that I had to really dig for these stories. They're not just like mainstream media where the news happens every single day. I really had to dig and find these stories to share with the world. They were only five minute episodes that sort of brought a little bit of light into the world to say, well, hey, we're going through something pretty serious, such as a pandemic. However, there are some upsides to the world and I can still share something positive with you each and every week to just brighten your day and bring a little bit of, you know, spark and joy to your life. So that was what I settled on, but it took me a while to really find that topic to share with the world. So I did that for about a month or two, but it just didn't feel right in my bones. So I got the feel of putting a podcast together. I actually used some of my radio script to help me put a show together. And that's what got me started. I took a little hiatus on podcasting thinking, I'm not really sure if this is right for me. And podcasting sort of was just put away on the back burner. So come end of 2021, 2022, I thought, you know what, I'm going to try this And if it fails, it fails, but at least I've tried it and I won't regret it. So in the midst of it all, I also became a new mum and staying home, looking after an infant has been the most rewarding and just phenomenal experience. So I thought, why not start a podcast helping people start their own podcast, which brings us to today. And that was just an idea to share tips and tricks to get anyone out there with their own podcast a little bit better tweaked or just add that little bit more information into understanding how podcast works. And so now I'm almost 20 episodes in and I'm enjoying it a lot. 
And it's just, it's so much fun to put together. I've used all of my radio skills to produce my own show and I've really enjoyed it. I've just found that while the pressure isn't there and I don't have to do it live, I don't have to include certain parameters or certain obligations to the show. I am loving that I can do my own show and share whatever I like. And that's what you can do too. Producing this show really is what I do on a weekly, if not bi-weekly basis where I script out what I want to say. I then record it. I come back the next day, if not the afternoon and edit it to how I'd like the show to be. Add my intro and outro and anything else I'd like to add for that show. Write my show notes and then I upload it into my um, hosting platform, which at the moment, which was Buzzsprout, but is now Zencaster. So I upload my show up and put the typed show notes in and then I, yeah, publish it and that's my show. So there is a little bit of work in it and it's similar to how radio was set out, but obviously it's my show and I have that time parameter of how I'm going to make it work. That's my story in a nutshell. And now having worked on my show for so long, I found shortcuts and tips and ways that I can tweak the show so that I can produce it a lot faster. And so now I'm, I'm moving into podcast editing. I'm editing my own podcast. I'm also offering to edit other people's podcasts as well. So this is the section of your podcast that most people dread. Editing is something that takes time. And it's, it's so funny because when I first got into it, I didn't think that there would be a massive amount of work. Now realizing, now understanding the shortcuts that I can take, it still takes a lot of time. And it's the time if you're looking to remove that section of your podcast to focus on other parts of your podcast, a recording or finding your or researching your podcast. It really is a chunk that not many people like doing. So this is something that I have found to really like doing and also producing quality shows as well. I've really put the effort into making sure that your episodes come out as pristine as you expect them. I've really enjoyed that. My offer for you today is that I get to edit your podcast and leave you to focus on the mainstream parts of researching and recording your voice. And you send that to me and I work my little magic and send it back to you as an episode to put onto your posting platform, which is such an amazing feeling when you actually publish it. It's just the best. When you do understand that there's a bit of work in editing your podcast, I am here for you. I'm here to offer you 50% off editing that you need for your episodes. If you get in touch with me on Instagram at podcast with Rosie, send me a DM and that way I can work with you and get your podcast episodes out sooner. So I can't wait to hear from you, but I hope this story resonates with how you can transition into something completely different outside of your comfort zone and produce a podcast out of your idea in your head and get it out there into the world because there's no doubt one person in the world is waiting to hear your voice and hear what you have to say to help them get better at whatever you're trying to help them with. So from there, I would just love to hear from you if you have any issues with your editing or if you have any stories to share or if you'd like to appear on this podcast, send me a DM at Podcast with Rosie on Instagram and I will see you in the next episode. Thanks and bye for now.